Welcome, welcome everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Check the Mark. I am Mark Lucero. It's Friday morning. We are about a week and a half out from the U.S. Open. What an amazing U.S. Open it was. A big shout out to Stacey Allister, tournament director, and Eric Buderak and their entire team for the event that they put on. Just top to bottom. Fantastic. I think it exceeded my expectations and maybe everybody that I've spoken with and, and the players, the crowds, just all around. You know, I have nothing bad to say about it. It was just awesome. The energy was incredible. But now we're on to the fall. Normally this time of year we are on the way to Asia or in Asia. But this year it's different. Because of COVID, the Asian events did not operate or they chose not to operate. Um, it might not have been a decision that they preferred to make, but they had to make decisions in late spring, early summer, whether they were going to be able to go. Because of the ongoing situation there, they pulled the plug. So as a result, Indian Wells moved to that part of the calendar, which was an awesome thing for those of us that live in California. Hi, Isabella. She's, uh, we're doing breakfast time right now. And they added an event in San Diego for the men, which was unbelievable. And it's at the Barn Center. Most of you guys know I am from San Diego. I grew up playing at the Barnes Tennis Center. It was built when I was 14 years old. They finished it when I was 14, when I was a freshman in high school. Um, the years before that, a youth tennis center in San Diego had always been kind of a pipe dream for the San Diego tennis patrons. It's the organization, the nonprofit organization that eventually became Youth Tennis San Diego. Um, my parents and obviously by extension, my brother and I, we were involved in the, you know some of the fundraising campaigns and that sort of thing. Bless you, doing you know exhibitions and all these sorts of things, outreach, and basically trying to get money. And with a, a million-dollar donation from Mr. George Barnes and his family, the center became a reality. So I went to high school maybe five to eight minutes away just up the road, uh, University of San Diego High School. You drop down, make a right on Friars, uh, left on SeaWorld, and you're on West Point Loma Boulevard a couple miles later. So, yeah, we used to go there every day after school. Pretty much we practiced there. My freshman year, we practiced a lot at University of San Diego. Uh, and then after that, sophomore, junior, and senior years, we were at Barnes almost every day. I was fortunate to have a high school where they were, you know, we probably had nine, ten guys that played at high-level Division One. So we always had people to practice with. The Barnes Center was also our home site for high school tennis. My sophomore, junior, and senior years, we won titles all those years, all the CIF titles. I think we might have lost one or two home matches my sophomore year after that. Nobody beat us at home. But uh, it was more than that. It was an actual home for all of us. We played football there on Fridays. You know, we'd bring all the kids down. You know, the guys that played in the football team, guys from other schools. And we'd have these huge tackle football games on the grass where the new building has been built. So, yeah, just a lot of, man, a lot of great high school days there at West Point Loma Boulevard. I always had people to get rides from, older guys on the team. Uh, I would hang out there, practice, hang out, play football, play basketball, and then my parents would pick me up. It was kind of the storybook sort of place. So I have a lot of great memories for there, you know, from, from Barnes and I ended up practicing there quite a bit too when I was in college and when I would be home from school. And yeah, it's all just always been the place that's been close to my heart and the organization as well. I ended up being on the board of directors, I think, after college when I was uh, back in California, when I, I think when I was working for the USTA maybe. So anyway, uh, long history with San Diego and I'm so excited to get back there. My parents still live in downtown, which is where the players are staying. The players are staying at the Intercontinental, which is a brand new hotel right near the USS Midway. Uh, super cool museum. If you have not been there, it's an out of commission, out of commission, uh, decommissioned aircraft carrier. 
just with so much history. I did the museum actually maybe a month or so ago. Just incredible history from the all all the all the battles it's been in, all the people that have been on that um, on that ship. They have some of the flight rooms still intact, which are pretty cool. Right out of Top Gun, so I highly recommend doing that. There's so much to do in San Diego while you were there. If you're there, hit me up, and I'll tell you some cool things to do in San Diego. As my town. Anyway, the draws there are ridiculous. Maybe the strongest 250 of the year. It's a 32 draw. The cut, the initial cut was 42. No feeding the dog, Isabella. The initial cut was 42. The cut for qualities, I believe, was 70. It's since dropped a little, but this is going to be some great tennis. And I hope this one-off becomes you know, a regular presence on the calendar. And I know that they're really working hard to make a really great event happen in the hopes of bringing more events like this to San Diego. Uh, Ryan Redondo, the new, I believe the title is General Manager of Youth Tennis San Diego, and by virtue of that, he runs the Barn Center. He's really brought a huge vision, of, you know, a, a really expanded vision to San Diego tennis in general, and I'm so excited that he's in, the, you know, in that position. He's a tournament director for this event. Danny Valverde was instrumental in making this event happen, and I am just thrilled to be able to go there. And it's nice being a California guy to have a tournament you can drive to. Not just one tournament, two tournaments in a row that we can drive to. The next event, obviously, is Indian Wells, which we're about a week and a half out from that, which will be a different version, a fall version of the BNP Paribas Open. It's going to be hot out there. It's pretty warm right there in the desert right now. October can be very toasty. And we're going to see people's fitness being tested, particularly Europeans who have been maybe back home for a week or two. A lot of players ended up staying here. Dan Evans was here in town. Um, a number of players stayed stateside. And the Labor Cup timing, to be honest, was pretty good for some people. So anyway, we're going to see a really strong draw in San Diego. We're going to see a cool version of Indian Wells. I can't wait to go. In the meantime, if you have any questions, hit me up. This is a short pod today. At Mark Lucero on Twitter. At Mark Lucero on Instagram. The Barn Center was just resurfaced in the last couple days. I don't know how the courts play. In the past... I'll tell you what, at the Barn Center in Point Loma, there's always a breeze off the water, especially in the afternoon. It's pretty close to the ocean. There's always a crosswind there. Um, I'm trying to think what else about the courts. The courts have been resurfaced. When they resurface them, typically in the past, they've been very gritty. So I think we're going to see some rallies. I think, however, after seeing what we saw in the U.S. Open with a quicker court bringing some really compelling matches, I wouldn't be totally surprised if they didn't go that direction. So anyway... Uh, I'm going to shoot down to Barnes in about an hour with my co-pilot, Isabella. We're going to hit Chris's liquor for some sandwiches and then got practice later this afternoon. So that's it for today. Talk to you guys later. Enjoy the tennis. Peace.